Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Welcome to Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. Man, I cannot believe this. We have, for the past number of weeks, obviously, on these airwaves, been sharing advice uh, and guidance, drawing from the World Health Organization, the Center for Disease Control, the task force set up here in the state of Utah, led by Lieutenant Governor Spencer Cox. Uh, One bit of that advice has been this social distancing. And it has grown. We have seen uh, restaurants now, the guidance being uh, handed down almost uh, unanimously across the country that we uh, not visit the dining rooms. Instructions have been given to those proprietors of restaurants that uh, folks not gather in their dining rooms. You know, the, the grocery stores, too, where they have dining areas, the, the guidance and instruction handed down to them is that they don't uh, allow for seating. Uh, and the most recent guidance given to us regarding this social distancing is dialing down our groups uh, to uh, under 10 people. Well, it's been my responsibility here as a talk show host to make sure that I'm delivering all that information to you as it is being shared with us by uh, various smart people around the world. And it uh, became time for me to take that advice uh, myself. And we have uh, partnered up with the, the smart engineers here at KSL News Radio, and I am broadcasting from home. Uh, Early this morning, I was uh, met by an engineer here in my home who brought uh, a little device that allows me to uh, broadcast. I got a headset on and uh, a microphone, and for the foreseeable future, I will be practicing uh, what I preach, uh, this social distancing. I will be sitting here in the guest room uh, trying to to bring to you uh, all the information that uh, is available to me. And if you hear a baby crying in the background from time to time or a cat meowing, uh, just know that uh, that's part of this new now, uh, the new normal. I guess, uh, as you heard Boyd Matheson earlier this morning, uh, making a case for the phrase the new now. And I agree with the point that he uh, was making. This is something that uh, we are strong enough to endure and we shall do so. Uh, We just need to do all that is Uh, required of us to keep ourselves and our society healthy. And uh, again, the the big uh, change for the program here is that uh, for the foreseeable future, I'll be sitting here in my guest room at a a setup station that KSL News Radio has uh, set up for me so I can do my part in this social distancing. Now, listen, since yesterday, a lot has happened. You heard Mitt Romney yesterday, and we shared this information uh, on these airwaves, uh, would like to see a check for $1,000 delivered to every American adult. Uh, 
Now, he since then has uh, clarified and narrowed and whittled that pool of people down a little bit, and there would be an income test and such. You heard him this morning on Utah's Morning News, and we'll share some of the words from the senator in just a bit. But the interesting development in that is that uh, President Trump is now saying something very similar. If I'm honest, when I heard that come through from Senator Romney, I thought, that's a little silly. I don't quite understand that. Uh, I'm not uh, some smart guy economist, but uh, it seems to me that if you give everyone uh, that amount of money, it just kind of evens things out. And the, uh, you know, whatever that saying goes about uh, the rising tide and ships and all that, uh, it would seem uh, not to do much good. But uh, I am not a smart guy. And about 24 hours have transpired since uh, we shared on this program that Senator Romney wanted to do that. And since then, the president along with Secretary Treasury Steve Mnuchin, has come on board, and they are now calling uh, for the very same thing, a stimulus package, if you will. And that, um, for a conservative year, uh, to hear of a stimulus package, uh, that's not always uh, a great comforting thing and not often something that uh, you know a conservative and a Republican will stand behind. And yet there are a number uh, of them, Senator uh, Romney, Cotton, and others, uh, are all calling for this now as uh, what has been shared by the president and Secretary Treasurer Mnuchin this morning, uh, a stimulus of sorts. And so we'll see how that all plays out. I am fascinated to hear it there. Uh, as I told you a moment ago, we're going to be sharing uh, in the next segment some of the uh, words of both uh, the senator and the Secretary Treasury uh, and the President. We'll also be speaking to a colleague of mine, Natalie Andrews, from the Wall Street Journal. Uh, she w was so wonderful making herself available, to speaking to us uh, during the impeachment proceedings. If you remember, uh, Natalie Andrews used to work for KSL News Radio. She was the social media director. And after her time with KSL, she moved on and went and worked uh, and continues to work for the Wall Street Journal. Her assignments today cover Congress. And so she is going to join us later today and let us know uh, how this proposal by the senator is being received by the other members there in Congress. Also, I'm anxious to speak to her to see uh, what type of uh, procedures and what type of uh, you know systems are being put in place in Congress uh, in the face of this social distancing call. Uh, are there fewer folks in the halls? Uh, she may be working from home herself, so we'll uh, figure that all out, and we'll have a, a better, clearer picture of what's happening in Congress today uh, because th this deal with the stimulus, the check to be sent to, to everyone, while the president may call for it and Steve Mnuchin uh, may stand us alongside him uh, singing its praises as well, it will require an act of Congress. And speaking of Congress, yesterday, yesterday morning about this time, or afternoon rather, I'm sorry, I told you a story about something that was playing out in Congress that last Saturday morning, very, very early, the House had gotten together and they had voted on the second version of this coronavirus package, this aid package to combat the spread of this uh, coronavirus here in the United States. Well, they, they voted on it. They passed it, the House, that is. But then over the weekend, there were some amendments brought up and proposed and added to that package that the House had passed. And they had intended to send it on to the Senate yesterday via a procedure called unanimous consent. Now, the members of Congress, after they voted over the weekend, they all got on planes and went home back to their district. In fact, most of Utah's members uh, arrived not long after casting that vote here in the state of Utah. And so 
everyone was banking on this unanimous consent and being able to send the, the aid package over to the Senate. Now, I explained yesterday that there was a big giant question mark looming over the House's ability to transmit that piece of legislation over to the Senate, and it was one man from Texas, Louis Gomer. He is someone who often uh, takes advantage of procedure and process on the floor to either make points uh, or assert his position or stand his ground. And it was looking like yesterday he was going to challenge that unanimous consent and make it an impossibility for the House to send that measure, the amended measure, over to the Senate without recalling every member of the House to come back to Washington, D.C., fly in from their districts uh, and cast a, a new vote. Well, I'm happy to report uh, that Louis Gohmert uh, backed down. He didn't challenge that measure, and it was passed out of the House via unanimous consent and sent over to the Senate. Now, there is discussions right now that look like for this aid package, these $1,000 checks or whatever the amount may be sent out to uh, American adults, that will, again, as I said earlier, require an act of Congress. Will it be included in the measure that has recently been sent over to the Senate, the second coronavirus bill? Or uh, will it come up in a third that will be debated uh, over the next little while? I predict it will be in the third. There are, so, there are, though, some who would like to see it uh, added in the Senate as they review and debate the, the aid package right now. We're going to follow that. Uh, we'll be sure to bring you all those details uh, as they become available to us. Uh, and now let me look down the rundown here. Uh, producer Amy, you know, we're trying to figure out these new systems here, how uh, you know she's going to work from one place, I'll broadcast from another. And uh, I'll tell you what, we have put together uh, a, a show that I'm proud of today. There is some information today going to be delivered to you, thanks to uh, hard work of uh, producer Amy and Gustavo and Amber and the whole team uh, in Broadcast House. Uh, we learned early this morning, the Red Cross sent us a note saying that there's a significant blood shortage. We'll be speaking with the regional director of the American Rod Cross, director of communications that is Rich Woodruff. He's going to explain that all to us. And if you are the charitable type, if you uh, are of the mind to donate blood, he will later in the program uh, share with you exactly how that is possible. Another thing I'd point out on today's calendar is that it's essentially Super Tuesday 3.0. There are a number of states, Florida, Ohio, and others, uh, who on the calendar are slated to host their primary elections uh, today. Well, uh, some of those plans have changed, and I'll let you know later on in today's program exactly what they'll be doing, and we'll see how that race, uh, the Democrat race, uh, at least between Bernie Sanders and Joe Biden, is shaping up as they seek the nomination of their party uh, in their quest for the office of presidency. That is all coming up on today's episode, episode 65 of Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.